You're listening to or watching our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eaton, and I serve as the singing pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I am so glad that you've joined us tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon for our Zoom Bible study. And we want you to make yourself at home. And before we get into our study tonight, I want to take this opportunity to extend the personal invitation for those who live right here in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma, or Garvin County, and you do not have a church home, you know God has been moving you to find a church home. And I want you to come to the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here, located at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. So I want to extend this personal invitation for you to join us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. It's a one-hour service. Bring a family member or a friend with you and beat me to the service this coming Sunday. Again, at 311 North Dunbar. Visit our website at heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. You can get to know us there. As you scroll down the site and get to know us, why don't you go ahead and click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We have an extended Cyber Church family. But ultimately, hey, we want to see you right here in the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Jesus' name. Once again, you've joined us for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40. And over my shoulder there, you see what goes on. Your first timers, opening prayer announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You are truly worthy to be praised. Holy, 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 the angels say to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb be all blessings and glory and honor and power and dominion and might forever and ever and ever. Your word says to hallowed be thy name, Father. And as we are taken to the heavenlies, we are reminded that we are sinful. We are people of unclean lips. As Isaiah said, please, Forgive us, wash us, and cleanse us of our sins that we might be in right fellowship and right relationship with you. That we may tonight be able to hear this morning, this evening, this afternoon, hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you're about to do and what you're about to say in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We have a few announcements uh, before we get into the word today. As always, Bethlehem, this coming Friday, I want you to join me in fasting and praying for the Bethlehem Baptist Church, fasting and praying for a revival, fasting and praying that God would add disciples to his church right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, fasting and praying for holiness right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, uh, fasting and praying for a move from the Lord. Also fasting and praying for your burden because some are carrying heavy burdens and heavy loads. And we want to help you to lift those burdens and load this Friday from 7 a.m. 
to 7 p.m. as we touch and agree with you as you fast and pray for your healing, your deliverance, for being set free, for doors to be opening. And also, I'd encourage you to fast and pray. Hey, this Sunday, there's two tremendous things that are happening this Sunday uh, at the 11 a.m. service um, for my son in the ministry, Reverend Michael Hutchins, our very own uh, Reverend Rushing here. TB Rushing is going to go and share at his 11 o'clock service right there at uh, Mount Zion in Kanawha, Oklahoma. I want to see you there, Bethlehem, because um, we're going to join them at the three o'clock service. They're feeding at one o'clock. Again, my son in the ministry, I want you to fast and pray for um, TB Russian preaching the 11 o'clock service and also Reverend Anderson, uh, one of our moderators of our district is going to go and preach the three o'clock service. I'm looking to meet them there. Well, I'm looking to meet them to eat. I want to be there at one o'clock and celebrate my son in the ministry's fourth year anniversary. Also, we have another son that's going to be preaching this coming Sunday. Um, and we're praying, and I've, I've told you what, what we're fasting and praying for him for in uh, the pastor's checks. And we want to be fasting and praying as God is moving to the life of Bethlehem and the sons of the life of Bethlehem. I want you to fast and pray for them as well. So this Friday from 7 a.m. To 7 p.m. in Jesus' name. Fast and pray also for our broadcast. It's going to air on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African American owned uh, network. And God has opened the door for us to be there. And we're praying that God would use us in a mighty and awesome way all throughout Europe through satellite and cable television. Uh, some of us here is going to have to get it through Roku or Apple TV, as you can see up there. Um, but I want you to be fasting and praying uh, for this ministry. Again, it's going to reach uh, parts of Europe, London, Paris, all throughout that corridor there, as well as parts of Africa. Uh, so I want you to fast and pray for that as well. Well, Bethlehem, you know, we have started a new series that I pray that has already been a blessing to you entitled A Woman's Worth. A Woman's Worth is we've been standing on Proverbs 31 this month and 30, where it says, Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. If you didn't get a chance you were traveling and didn't get a chance to listen to last Sunday's uh, either service or message. I want you to go up there as we shared uh, a woman should get her worth through godly praise this last Sunday. And uh, we're excited and continuing the series today. And I want you to be in prayer for the rest of the month series fast and pray because uh, this is spiritual work. And we have to tap into the spiritual power of God himself and pray that he would move in awesome and mighty ways in the life of the women of our church who at this time needs great encouragement. Anybody can uh, be encouraged. Uh, so 
we're standing on this month and we're praising women and we're also teaching women uh, that God's way should be the only way that they get their worth. Because we, we named this series a woman's worth. And in our culture, in our society, women get their worth a lot of times by look alongs, what they put on their face or what they put on their clothes. And sadly, there are some who get their identity by taking off their clothes and, and doing things that we know that God would not approve of. Their dads wouldn't approve of. Many don't have dads, so they don't have the worth that they should have. And the only way they think that they can get their value is by unclothing themselves or clothing themselves with stuff that, that looks tight so that they can be uh, recognized by lustful men. And uh, sadly, uh, in our culture, in our society, women uh, are doing that because they uh, believe that sex does sell. They're trying to get likes, taking off their clothes for uh, trying to get likes and views in their videos. And, and they haven't been taught or trained, as we said this last Sunday. There's only one view that you should be looking for, your worth, and that's the view of God and one like, one love, and that should be the like and love of God. So if you haven't uh, listened to this series, you just come across this and you haven't looked, listened to this series, go back and listen to a woman should get her worth through prayer, a woman should get her worth through procreation, a woman should get her worth uh, through godly praise. We're almost halfway done. Today we're going to share a woman should get her worth through uh, the purse. A woman should get her worth this coming Sunday through perseverance. A woman should get her worth through politics. A woman should get her worth through persistence. And a woman should get her worth through proclamation. And we've shared throughout the series in the end of last series that it was a woman who was the first one to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, the God that Jesus died was buried and raised again on the third day. It was a woman, her name was Mary Magdalene, and, and, it was, and women with her who shared that gospel. God holds women in high worth. Uh, we live in a culture and in a world that doesn't see women for who they are. And that's why women uh, do, some women do what they do to try to get worth but they're trying to get their worth outside of who God is and who God who created them to be. Even intelligent, educated women would do some things that women that, that don't have anything going for them, like taking off their clothes uh, just to sell albums or to get likes, to get views. God says that you're worth more than that. Let me say that again because we got a lot of educated, like I said, a lot of educated, talented women who are doing what the world or lustful men say that they should do to sell their albums or books or get views on videos. God says you're worth more than that. And we need to send this to as many uh, young and older women, because older women are doing it too. It was a time where women would mature and come to a point where they know better 
Um, but because of uh, the way our world is, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, reality shows, and even older women haven't discovered what their true worth is in Jesus' name. So we need to get this word out, share this, Bethlehem, with uh, as many women as you know. But tonight, we're going to say a woman should get her worth through the purse, through the purse. A woman should get her worth through the purse. And this is not what you probably think it is. Let me read. Luke chapter eight, verses one through three. And after this, Jesus traveled after, or traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him and also some women who had been uh, cursed of evil spirits and disease. Uh, Mary called Magdalene was there and uh, she, had seven demons. Johanna uh, was there, who was the wife of the manager of Herod's household. Susanna was there and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Let me read this last part. And these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Today, again, we're going to talk about a woman should get her worth through the purse, through the purse. And I looked, I got a picture, you know, I always try to get a picture that's symbolic of the sermon. And uh, I, I really, I don't know purses. I think uh, I remember back in the day, Louis Vuitton. I think that's a Gucci purse. I don't know what kind of purse that one is or the other three, but I think they're expensive purses and women, some women like to carry expensive purses, but this is not what this message is about. Uh, we're gonna look at today what these women did with their purses. First of all, we're gonna see the women who were delivered. We're gonna see the women who were de designated and we're gonna see the women who donated. Let me say that again. We're gonna see the women who were delivered. We're gonna see the women who were designated. We're gonna see the women who were, who donated. I want Christians to know today that Christian women should follow and give to the Lord. Christian women should follow and give to the Lord. And also men, as you listen in, the word cut both ways. Of course, Christian men should follow as the 12 were following in the text and the women was following in the text. Christian men should follow and give to the Lord. Now we're going to look at this brief video. And then we'll get into the word. Hello and welcome to Daily Reflection with Anil Rwana. Today is the 20th of September, 2019. We're going to reflect on Luke 8, 1 to 3. Very short one. I have loved the idea of time travel. And if I had a machine that allowed me to do that, I know exactly the time and place I would want to travel to. It would be about AD 32, the second year of Christ's ministry. I would, of course, want to be among his merry band of followers moving through cities and villages as he proclaimed and brought the good news of the kingdom of God. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Marching into a town and watching the farmers leave their fields, the women leave their daily chores, the children leave their play to come and listen to this man from Galilee that they had all heard about and hoped to see. 
And here he was, talking to them on the shores of a river or on a hillside or in a meadow. And the way he spoke, filling their hearts with hope and joy as he talked to them about heaven and all that awaited them there. And it wasn't just what he said, it was what he did as well. People who were crippled and bedridden were walking again. People who were oppressed and demonized were set free. How amazing he was and how amazing to be with him and who were with him. So many. We often don't realize that there was a huge entourage that followed Jesus. There were the twelve apostles, of course, Peter and James and John and the other nine. But there were a whole lot of women, too. We hear about them in today's reading. There was Mary Magdalene, whom we all know. There was Joanna, who was the wife of Chusa, who was Herod's steward. There was Susanna and many others. It is astounding that Jesus allowed women to travel as a part of his team. This is unheard of in ancient history and undoubtedly scandalized everybody. But there was never any hint of sexual immorality in his team, and Jesus would have ensured that it remains so by his constant denunciations of such immorality. And these women not only served Jesus, I'm guessing they generally managed to keep everything in order, most women, men are terrible at that, but they also provided monetary assistance to his ministry. I'm certain that they also served in various other capacities, especially ministering to the women who came to Jesus counseling them and encouraging them, the men, of course, would not have been permitted to do that. Well, there isn't a time travel machine to let us go back and walk with Jesus through the Galilean countryside, but we can still follow Jesus today. Let's go. God bless you. Amen, and praise the Lord. As always, Bethlehem, we try to get into the maps, the kind of place where Jesus was. Uh, remember, I told you a long time ago that Jesus moved his headquarters from Nazareth all the way up to Capernaum. I like to say Capernaum. I don't know why. And this is where the center was in chapter 7. We know he was in Capernaum, and in chapter 8, it says that he traveled throughout the villages in Galilee, in Galilee. And uh, some theologians uh, try to trace his ministry work uh, as going up uh, towards this way and coming all the way across and coming back down. Uh, but we know that this Galilee was Upper Galilee and Lower Galilee, and we know that this region had, through archaeologists, it had at least 50 synagogues up here, 50 synagogues, and it wasn't that many down in Judah, and you want to know why it wasn't that many down in Judah? It's because that's where the temple was, okay? So it, it was said that in its day, this was the most highly populated place, places for synagogue. And Jesus uh, seemed to use this um, to spread his ministry as, they, as he traveled with the women and the men. Jesus' ministry was unique because he traveled with both. Some of the uh, famous known uh, evangelists, they, they don't travel 
uh, with women, uh, but Jesus traveled with both. And that was very unique, especially during that time. And we're gonna learn the kind of women that that, that followed him in the text today, but the, he, he went throughout upper and lower Galilee doing this ministry campaign. Of course, this is Capernaum or Capernaum, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this is uh, Upper Galilee and Lower Galilee. And also in, in, in verse uh, seven, it traces him all the way down to name, this and, and seven. So he went, he was somewhere in between here and name as he went and traveled throughout Galilee and his ministry uh, with the men and the women. First of all, we see in the text today, Bethlehem and saints of God, that the women were delivered. Why were the women following Jesus? The women were delivered. It seems like, and I always, I have a saying that it's too much like right. In our day and time that Christians don't seem to do the right thing. It seems too much like right. and They want to do wrong. But I'm thinking that if you have been delivered, if you have been set free, the least that you want to do is you should want to follow Jesus. See, these women had come in contact with a powerful God. And, and, and the text says, and, and also some women who had been cured of evil diseases and Mary Magdalene seemed to be the most appreciative woman who had been delivered because she was there with Jesus all the way to the end and to the new beginnings. It was Mary Magdalene that was there with him, traveling with him here. And she was the first one that Jesus came to. And it seemed like Mary Magdalene wasn't even married. Hello, somebody. And our day and time, some of our churches, they, 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 they kind of uh, leave the single women out or the single men out and then seem to think that they can't be used of God. This was a single woman who was fully and completely committed to Jesus all the way to the grave and to the day that he was raised from the dead. Mary Magdalene was there. Will you be like Mary Magdalene? Have you been delivered? Have you been set free? It seems too much like right for you to want to follow him in our day and time. Mary is a great example of someone who followed Jesus all the way to the end, Mary Magdalene, because she was delivered from the evil spirits. And there were some women who were delivered from diseases. I, I wonder if that woman who touched the hem of his garment was, was one of those women who followed him. Um, it seems like when you've been delivered, you want to follow Jesus. If you've been saved and sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit, you should want to follow Jesus, even to the grave and beyond. You know, COVID exposed a lot of things in our churches because people wanted to follow Jesus, but they weren't trying to follow him to the grave. Hello, somebody. Even though uh, when we uh, give up this life, we go to heaven, folk, uh, they, they, they didn't want to oh, follow Jesus to the great Mary Magdalene would have been in the service during COVID. Hello, somebody. 
Mary Magdalene would have been there when the doors opened or she would have opened the doors even if she had to come by herself. She was that committed because she was delivered. Is there anybody at the Bethlehem Baptist Church that committed because you've been delivered? You've been set free from the evil spirit. You've been set free from the diseases. You know, one of the things that I'm so on fire for the Lord is because God delivered me all from a blood clot. He, he delivered me and I've been on fire and been telling the story ever since. I wrote four books about being delivered in the hanging there series about being delivered and set free god delivered me and, and as a result I, I i have to hello somebody i have to praise him that's why i was ready for COVID 19. i had already been delivered i'd already should have been dead i'd already should have been living in my grave and that's why i tell you and reverend michael ford came to the church two weeks ago they've been set free they've been delivered and if you've been delivered and set free oh you want to serve god with all of your might with all of your power you've been delivered and you've been set free is there anybody here oh at the bethlehem baptist church is there anybody here listening to this zoom bible study that has been delivered and set free in jesus name and if you've been delivered and set free you're going to want to follow him hello somebody Oh, they went on the ministry campaign because these women had been delivered and these women had been set free. There were seven demons in that woman. Oh, and she served God uh, uh, till she died and already went up to point number uh, two, uh, making the distinction of who was delivered. But Matthew 27 and uh, 55 says, and many women were there watching from a distance the women were there even to the end watching from a distance. what happened to the men they had followed jesus from galilee to minister with him they they ministered some of these women ministered with him in galilee and they followed him all the way down to when he was about to do his uh, perfect ministry of dying on the cross the men had scattered but the women were there because women have an innate ability to even if they don't understand their soul emotionally tied they'll still be committed oh in jesus name when a man uh, don't understand a man won't be faithful hello somebody because he's too logical hello somebody it, it, it defeated logic as to why jesus had to die and the men deserted him even though jesus tried to talk to their logic and and, and i said in my book and in my series about John on the run on a, a word from the Lord TV, I said about John, he was too busy leaning into him uh, all that he wouldn't listen to him. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again, because there's somebody need to get over this. You're too busy leaning into him that you're not listening to him. And, and because John had leaned into him, was close, but he wasn't listening. Uh, they got set back and they abandoned Jesus, even though Jesus tried to prepare them for this time. Guess what? The women were there. Hello, somebody. 
and they were watching from a distance and they had followed Jesus from Galilee to minister with him. In today's text, they are there up in Galilee. I showed you on the map. Now they're down in Jerusalem and they were there and Jesus, now that's what we talked about. Some of our mothers on Mother's Day, their mothers were there and with us when we had no thought of Jesus. They were there praying for us. Some of us was in prison and they were there praying for us and there felt like they were there in prison with their baby boys and their baby girls. The women were there. Oh, and God wants us to follow the example of these women. And if you have been delivered, the least you can do is to follow him in Jesus' name. I mean, point number two, like I said, I got, got, got there a little ahead of myself. The, desig the women designated. Now, we have uh, three women in the text that were designated. Um, the first one I already talked about, Mary Magdalene. They said Mary called Magdalene. We know her as Mary Magdalene. And this was, and she was, I would say would be his number one disciple. We love to talk about Peter being the number one disciple, but Peter wasn't there when he was hanging on the cross. Um, and Peter wasn't there. Oh, in the graveside, even though she came for the wrong reason, she was there. Hello, somebody. And she met Jesus on that great getting up morning of Jesus. She was there because she had been delivered. Her name is designated. She was there when the man had, oh, left her. The man had left her. Also, Johanna, who was the wife of the manager of Herod. And you know, and I don't have much time to talk about her. And it's not much said in the scripture about her. But we know she was a, a woman of means, and we know Herod had heard about Jesus. And I think the way Herod heard about Jesus and became so intrigued about Jesus is that, is that Johanna was telling her husband, and I believe that her husband was talking to Herod. Can you imagine? Remember, Herod was one of those trials, Jesus, one of the six trials he had to go through. Herod was the one uh, that had John the Baptist uh, beheaded. Herod was, well, I think Herod heard all about this through uh, her husband, Johanna. Hello, somebody. Ah, so she was there. And also Susanna. Susanna, not much said about Susanna, except we know that she was there and we know that she must have been a, one of the women of wealth. Hello, somebody, because these women were said to have, and my point number three, I'm trying not to get there, but we know that she was committed. We know the Bible says that something happened in these women's lives where, where they were delivered from disease. Maybe Johanna and Susanna was delivered from a, a disease. Hello, somebody. And I can do my sanctified imagination. Susanna could have been that woman that reached out who was nameless on scripture and touched the hem of his garment. Oh, if she was not her, which the Bible doesn't say it is, but it was somebody. These two other women were somebody who was delivered from disease because we know that Mary Magdalene was delivered from demons. Hello, somebody. And there were other women. 
these women were named by name. They were faithful. And, and, and I do believe that uh, 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 Johanna was also was there when Jesus was raised from the dead. One of the, one of the ones who was with uh, Mary Magdalene when she went back and told the disciples, hello, somebody. These women were committed to the Lord because they were delivered by the Lord. And, and the problem is today, with many folk in the church is that they hadn't been delivered by the Lord because it's evidence in their lack of commitment. One of my friends, and I'm not going to name names, but it was just, it was kind of funny to me, uh, but funny in a bad way, but he canceled an event because of the lack of commitment or a lack of people wanting to participate in that event. And that's what folk are. Many folk are in the church. They don't want to do nothing for the Lord. They want to do nothing. Especially after COVID, they don't want to come. Oh, they don't even want to come to Wednesday Zoom Bible study. Hello, somebody. Before COVID, we had a real good kind of Bible study group meeting at the church. Hello, somebody. And of course, things could have changed, circumstances and jobs and all of that. Not saying that because you could be listening uh, on the links, or listen to the podcast and all that. Uh, I'm just talking to folk who are not committed. If you are committed, you'll stay connected. I've been saying all since COVID, stay connected to God's person, stay connected to God's precepts and stay connected to God's people. Mary Magdalene. Johanna and Susanna stayed connected. Hello, somebody. Even when Jesus died, they stayed connected and they were there. And this is why we know their names today. We like to talk about the 12, but Jesus had more disciples than 12. As the video said, there were many women that followed Jesus and they were committed. And one of the ways you can tell whether a person is committed it's through their commitment, not just the followship, but also the give ship. Hello, we'll talk about that in our last point today, but let me get to this second text here under point number two. Mark 16 tells us, let us know, 16 and 9, early on the first day of the week after Jesus had raised, who was there? Was it Peter? Was it John, and to which he'd like to say, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was he that who leaned on Jesus but didn't listen to Jesus? Hello, somebody. Was it Peter, John? Was it any of the other 12? Hello, somebody. The sons of thunder were missing. Hello, somebody. Peter, who cut an ear of a man, all was missing. Uh, all these rugged uh, men who, who uh, were missing. But he appeared first to who? It says here, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and to whom he had driven out seven demons. She had been delivered. She had been set free. Jesus had did too much for her, for her to even abandon him in his death. Jesus had done too much for her, even when she couldn't understand all oh, what was going on because, oh, she was there and she had heard that he should have been raised from the dead, but he had done too much. So even when she couldn't understand, she still was faithful to a dead Jesus. Hello, somebody better learn to be faithful to a dead Jesus. You know, Jesus can't be dead, by the way. 
way, but these Jesus can be dead to you because you don't know the word and the circumstances you've got uh, thrown off by the doctor's report. You got thrown off by the layoff. You've been thrown off by the rejection or the eviction. You've been thrown off by life circumstances and to you, oh, Jesus is dead. God is dead. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You better obey him even when you can't understand in this life. As we learned last month, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulation. Jesus didn't save you and say that you wouldn't go through trials and tribulation like everybody else. When it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. In Jesus' name. But it's your job to be faithful and committed even in times that you don't understand. Mary Magdalene is a good example of somebody who was faithful to Jesus even when she didn't understand. She was faithful to a live Jesus and she was faithful to a dead Jesus and because she was faithful, she ran into a live Jesus. Don't you know? You better follow her example until your Jesus comes alive again in Jesus' name. Oh, be committed to him until your Jesus come alive again in Jesus' name. Hold your hope in Jesus' name and I can guarantee you that the same Jesus that delivered all Mary from seven demons and, and these other women from diseases, all oh, that he has the power today in Jesus' name to over to enable you to overcome anything that you're facing today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This last point, at least I keep us too long, Bethlehem and saints of God. Uh, this last point we're going to talk about how is the women's donated. It says of these women, which is so unique, but it's so right. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. These women, that's the person I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, oh, that you need to go out. Oh, and get a fancy purse like the Louis Vuitton and the Gucci that was in the picture and, and the other stuff, purses that I don't know not of that you probably know of. Uh, I, I was talking about giving to the Lord. You see, when you've been delivered, oh, the Bible says that where your heart is, there your money will also be. These women weren't just following him. They were supporting him out of their own means. Woo! The women donated. You see, when God has been so good to you, and, 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 and I'm at it. I, I, I know uh, uh, members of Bethlehem. Um, you 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 may can follow that they are tithers, but there are some members there, including myself, oh, that give beyond the tithes. That that there's some of us that 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 because of what God did for us, He can have anything from us because we've been delivered, because we've been set free. Oh, our heart says, oh, Lord, whatever you need from me, God, you can have it to give to those who are in need. We had a member in need during uh, the pastor's anniversary, and, and I was struggling with that thing because I'm like, how can I be blessed? And somebody else has a need. How can, how can I have folk give to me? When others are in need, 
and I was willing to give, and I did give. And that's over and beyond the time. You see, when, when you love Jesus, when you've been set free, when you've been delivered, God can have anything from you. You want to follow him, and you want to give him everything that you have. When he needs it, this is the God that I serve. And I'm so sad that we live in a culture where folk claim to be Christian, but they won't give God nothing. They claim to be Christian and they won't follow him. Oh, they won't follow a dead Jesus. Even though Jesus can't be dead, he can be dead to you. You can feel like he's dead, but oh, when you love him, you'll follow him. Even when you can't understand, when you hadn't been listening to the Bible study, where he's trying to prepare you for the trial, you'll still follow him. Oh, because you love him so much, you've been set free. You've been delivered. Oh, you've been set free. You've been delivered. And everybody who named the name of Jesus truly has been delivered. We may not have been delivered from seven demons. We may not have been delivered from disease, but our soul was delivered from hell in Jesus' name. And we all want to follow him and we all want to give him everything. Shouldn't have to preach a sermon series to help our bank account go up. Oh, God preaches his own sermon series to those who he loves and he, he blesses you to be a blessing to the church or members of the church in times of need. Oh, these women donated out of their own means. It was their own means. Uh, she didn't have to get from her husband. She had her own means. Uh, Mary Magnum didn't have a husband. She had her own means. As far as we know, Susanna was single too because her husband is not mentioned. She gave, single folk can give to the Lord too. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name, they loved Jesus so much that they, they, they had to support. They weren't just about looking, about getting the bag, as the young folks say, getting the bag to get luxury and, and, and to drive six-figure cars and live in five-figure houses. Oh, these women, oh, were women of means, and they were traveling with Jesus, who, who didn't have nothing. Hello, somebody. Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds have trees. Son of man don't even have a place to lay his head. Head, but the women were there supporting him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm running out of time, Bethlehem and saints of God. These women are such a great encouragement to me. And, and this is the text where I was talking about uh, where Johanna was. And, and, and at the end, it says, and it was Mary Magdalene and Johanna. That was mentioned in the text we're talking about in, 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 in today's message. She was there. And Mary and the mother of James and the other women, that uh, they were with them, which told these things unto the disciples. These women were the first women to share the God, they're the first people to share the gospel because the women were always there. They were there at a distance. Watching Jesus, they came all to the grave, all looking for Jesus. And they were the ones who had to go back and tell the apostles the women were there. And that's why we must appreciate a woman's work because a woman will be there for you in Jesus' name. 
and a woman who loves the Lord will follow Jesus. Not only with her head, but with her heart. And her heart is her finances. Her finances. These women had a purse. And they weren't concerned about how ah, the luxurious thing. They, 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 they supported their Lord. Real saints. We have a community that has passed of women like that, as we talked about on Mother's Day. And don't you know we're still living today off of their sacrifice? They didn't have a lot of money like we have. At one time in Paul's Valley, all they could do was be a maid. Uh, 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 and, 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 and our church was built on the back of these women who had so little but gave it all. The facility, the site that we're living in today was built by women like these because they supported and that support lads. Hello, somebody. May we follow the example of these women. And may we know our worth as they show what worth is. In the text today. I'm out of time, Bethlehem and saints of God. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. But these women followed Jesus. And if you're listening at the sound of my voice and you do not know Jesus, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're listening at the sound of my voice, you don't ever remember a time where you gave your life to Jesus Christ. You don't ever remember a, a time of praying a simple prayer like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today asking you to come into my heart for the forgiveness of sin. I believe that you're God's only son. I believe you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day like Mary Magdalene told others and is telling me today. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, come into my mind, come into my soul, take over my life, my will right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You're willing to pray that prayer? A prayer, like, a prayer like that prayer. One evangelist said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And if you believe today and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, I want to see you in this place at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. And this coming Sunday, I want to see your face in the place at the 11 a.m. service. Bring a family member or a friend. I'm no longer inviting you to church. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm inviting you home, especially if you're in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, Garvin County, driving distance. I want to see you this coming Sunday in Jesus' name. And if you accepted that prayer and you may be praying, another part of the United States or another part of the world, you must become a part of a church. And some of the places that you may be listening, you, you probably need to start a church. Wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, God says that he's in the midst. But you must be a part of a collected body of believers. And I'll be praying that God will lead you by the power of the Holy Spirit that he's just placed on the inside of you because you prayed that prayer of salvation. I want to thank you once again for listening, Bethlehem and saints of God. And as always, I want to tell you to stay connected. Stay connected to God's person. 
through prayer. Stay connected to God's precepts. Don't just lean into them. I want you to learn from him and stay connected to God's people. That's why I want to see you this coming Sunday, Bethlehem at Sunday school, either Zoom or in the service at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or both. I want to thank you for joining us. Let me go ahead and pray this prayer of benediction. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You're truly worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for this word tonight. And we pray, Lord, that we might follow the examples of these women who followed you, Father, with themselves and their money. We want to thank you, Father. Put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger. Until we meet again, the people of God said, Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.